I'm telling you. I'm no, telling you. No, 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 you didn't say it's that. A, it's a, it's a victimless <laughs> crime. Look, it is a, you are trying to no. distract us from the fact that you screwed up. No, no. This March. This was supposed to be you Irish up. Films Month. You screwed uh, up. And you gave us Quentin Tarantino. No, 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 people. Which was supposed to be July, team. so we could have five weeks of Quentin Tarantino. Well, you just like aired that out. People this would have a, never known. Like we didn't, we didn't say, hey, we're gonna do Irish Films Month. It was just gonna be a nice little yeah, surprise. Well, no, and if we I, failed, no one would have known. No one would have, if you had not brought this up, no one would ever have known. I felt like this needed to be aired. No, this is a team effort, and the team failed, okay? There is no I in team, but there is a me, and me feels betrayed by you not being part of the team. That's what Victor, I'm saying. Victor, who what? didn't even try. Didn't even well, try. Didn't even, didn't have our backs. He's the real hey. villain in this story. If we're doing movies, we're doing movies. I don't, uh, I don't look too deeply into it. Oh. Yeah, welcome to the Transmit Podcast, <laughs> uh, where we just uh, we realized <laughs> two movies in. Oops, our list was a little off. Listen, we, we Slack is a good app, but uh, it doesn't. It, it's not a hundred percent apparently. I believe the ticker is work. If you want to invest in it, that was just a random. Oh, let's get this good. Let's, let's move on. Desperately wanting to not be to not be blamed for your part in this debacle. Yeah, I didn't have a yeah. part. Oh, you? Took- oh no, you didn't. Well, not, I don't pay not, attention as much as... You're not the third as person in this group? Spike pays a, t- a lot of attention to it. I, d- I do. Apparently not enough. <laughs> okay, so welcome <laughs> to the Transmit Podcast. Uh, we, we're continuing, I guess erroneously, Quentin Tarantino Month. <laughs> How about we just put Irish Month in Quentin Tarantino Month? We'll just do two movies in one. In Did one. he do an Irish movie? Uh, maybe. I mean, there's probably an Irish person in there somewhere. So Reservoir Dogs or which one? I mean... What was his Irish movie? Is he Irish? No, he's not Irish. Tarantino's very, like, Italian. Yeah, that is. That's why, why do you think he likes spaghetti westerns so much? <laughs> well, here, um, before we uh, get into our other topics, I, I did want to say that we watched uh, Boss Level. That's true, we did see that. And let me tell you guys, um, if you're, like, listen, there's not a lot of movies coming out right now still. You know, we're towards the end. I think we're towards the end. But they still yeah. had to let this movie out. It's, it's like you can see the light. Like, we were able to see the light. Now we're able to see at the end of the tunnel. No, you're starting to be able to make out the things at the end of the tunnel. Like, I, oh, there's some trees over there. Well, the way I see Your it, eyes are- yeah, I, you know, I can see why you say that. I think we're like, we're like, twenty feet away from the end, and someone's just sitting there, like, no, 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 no. That's, what, that's what I, that's what, that's the way I see it. Like, they're sitting there saying, no, no, we're gonna need to go to like July or maybe next year. It's like, no, but we're right here. It's like, no, no, just stand here for another few months. But no, um, watch boss level. Um, it's actually, it's like uh, Groundhog Today meets, um, uh, not Edge of Tomorrow, it's, uh, I'd say Dead, is what I'd say. Cool. Yeah, it's because it's, it's, it's got that uh, sort of first person soliloquy kind of fourth, fourth wall, wall break, break yeah. you know. Oh yeah, and also the guy who plays Rumlow in um, the MCU, he is jacked. Oh. Put a picture of that, of him, you know, with just ripped. I mean, it's He's in his 50s. Oh, yeah. Frank Grillo. Frank Grillo is like. Listen, I'm not, I'm not into like you know dudes or even older dudes, but you know I. I, I know. <laughs> there we go. In that movie, he's banging. Uh, yeah, that was a really good film. It's kind of got like it's kind of arc the tip the character the main character is like an archetype yeah. that you see in every one of these movies. He's like kind of a deadbeat dad. Somehow still uh, special for like motivated special forces. <laughs> You know, just very like every man average Joe, but also special forces. It's this weird cross section of every man average Joe making fun of nerds, super <laughs> ripped fifty year old, uh, also living in like an incredible apartment with weird bed placement. You know, he's he's a player, but he's also doing this for a woman and for his kid. Yes. Look, okay, that apartment is very open concept. Okay, so, you're so right. Like, there's no like. There's no sensible place to put the bed against a wall. It just it has to be somewhere in the middle of the room. What's that other first person movie? The first uh, oh uh, hardcore, hardcore Henry. Henry. Hardcore yeah. Henry. It's a little. I tried watching part of that. A little and bit I like was that. Immediately nauseated and carsick. Yeah, some people will have that with that movie. Like my sensei, he gets uh, vertigo, and he he could not watch that movie. Okay. Yeah, uh, oh. I was gonna say that hardcore Henry got a, had a lot or a boss level had like uh, a lot of cool like boss characters in it it really did it was like a video game kind of even more so than like uh hardcore henry so yeah don't sleep on that all right that's just just a little micro review we did there how about 
You want to you get into the other stuff, or do you have something else to say? No, I was just going to go into the new Guinness World Record set by a brewery, which is, this is honestly like... Well, since we're talking about every man's... Every the man. dumbest things that I've seen yeah, well, in the, recent times the is catapulting the, a keg. Yeah, uh, the thing about the Guinness Book of World Records, you could actually make up like some new world record. Like, I spent the most amount of time, like... Um, tantrically, mas- yeah, I'm tantrically masturbating, <laughs> but yeah, and Tantric. and it get it also gets like really specific too. So like it can be kind of bullshit sometimes. Your tantric masturbation, yeah, it, well that is bullshit. Let me bullshit? tell you. <laughs> so I'm apparently, lost. and there's, I mean, I I don't really want to, I don't really care. Yeah, so Sierra Nevada, um, it's just gonna there's like, no, yes the yeah continue, continue there you yeah. go. Um, is the company who took on the Guinness record for the farthest distance thrown by a trebuchet, a type of catapult that features an extra long arm, and they selected a big little thing keg to comply with the record's requirement. The projectile weigh at least 44 pounds, uh, and they launched it 438 feet. So yeah, it, it doesn't have to be a keg. Like it, it can just be and, whatever. And it wasn't full. They did. They said we didn't want to sacrifice any beer. That's the part of this I fully agree with. So they just filled it with water. I mean, beer would have been better. Like they should have like thrown it into like a preschool. Like here's some free drinks. Um. Ah. There's got it. There's got. Where are we even? Sh- okay, we so they watch it. I guess so. Yeah. Let's 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 see. So they're telling say. We don't have any footage of the event, but, but we, we hear we, it was awesome. Yeah, we hear Announcing <laughs> Big Little Thing, the new 9% Imperial IPA this from Sierra. Not even this up. is just straight up a beer this commercial. Is Where is there's no video? Oh, it just hit the play button down there. Oh, there's the way. trebuchet right there. Yeah, there's a trebuchet right there. Yeah, it's 30, 32 seconds long. Okay, what's going on here? Oh. Hey, this is still the same. Yeah, welcome to the Transmit Podcast where we just don't know Everybody. what we're doing. Oh, <laughs> lots of fun facts here. Oh, it's like All a 14-minute right. long video. Oh, no, no, go, go. How do we get back to the other thing where they actually, there's like 30 seconds Act, of... Which is um, so exciting. Yes. So I hope a lot of you... Holy this God. was a whole live event, apparently. Apparently, we missed a whole trebuchet. Like, this, I can tell we still all have, like, work to do. No, I know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there it is. Yeah. In the back, so um, we, you we know, yeah, it. it's got a nice little sense no, of humor as well. So that's a test run. You know, really. Well, this is the thing is like, if you go back one, put I big saw little the, things here like in that, and then have yeah, like yeah. a whole big back backyard party. No. That'd be pretty cool. Okay, hit yeah. refresh. Yeah. You know, um, yeah, so refresh. I actually didn't drop this fun fact this. either, but I just wanted you know, to find back when thing. I, right, it was, well, there was a thirty-second like version of this, and now I got to figure out what maybe that arrow there. No, facing. Oh, uh, yeah, that one. Is yeah, that one? It's not gonna. Oh, okay. Right, so I'm over this. Yeah, uh, they, I was gonna try to find and boy, we failed. We failed. Oh, there it is. Thirty-two seconds. This is just the contest. That's fine. It's probably going to show let's everything. Let's give a little bit. Yeah, come on. Like, have, have it's a it's just 32 seconds. Yeah. And if we... Oh, it's got the... If we miss it... Attempt on the the eleventh, and they did break it. The record. Uh, The previous was two fifty two. If you own a company, you can you can afford to just pay someone to make a trebuchet for you, and break Hmm. a world record. So the previous record was two hundred fifty three feet. They launched it four hundred thirty eight. Oh, that's that's. I feel like you can get really specific with uh, world records. You really can. Like you can have the world record for like the longest time. He's attached. Leave him alone. That you held Grogu's hand. Yeah, but then, but then you can have the longest time a man or a woman did it. The longest time a a Hispanic man or a white woman. (laughs) You could really break this down and break all sorts of records. This is the problem. That's what I was saying. The Guinness World Records are kind of bullshit. So, like, we can Uh. so with the trebuchet, we should get a trebuchet and launch like something that no one else would ever think to launch on a wrestler, a baby Yoda. Baby Yoda or a wrestler? The farthest Baby Yoda. Who, who's our lightest wrestler? Oh, um, <laughs> I'm not going to go. On. Well, you're not the lightest wrestler. We know Anthony. He's like a rail thin. <laughs> Lunch Anthony. If, if we gonna... duct tape him like... You I don't think any humans Although, are going to want to go on a trebuchet. Although technically, I think you t- you and Anthony might weigh like close to the same because he's like tall. Oh, he's got a height advantage. And you're yeah. a little bit shorter. So like I the mean, weight we distribution. Might, but... All right. Well, what else are we... 
Anyway. We'll launch on the Strebuchet. We'll think about it and we'll break yeah, it. We'll get back to you. Like transmit yeah. podcast. Um, so in the UK, a parish council has issued a request to villagers to stop putting erotic fiction in a communal library. I had this temptation. Following a number of X-rated books being removed from the converted telephone box, which is actually pretty cool. You know, oh, if I got all the pics on my phone and just published it as a book, that would be an erotic. <laughs> Three hundred pages long of just. No, yeah, because I from my phone. I used to be no, <laughs> since I, I used to be a delivery driver for for um uh, a grocery store. I would see like smaller versions of this, like in nicer neighborhoods. You, you never see this in bad neighborhoods where they're like, oh, let me give you the gift of reading here in El Cajon. It's always in La Mesa or something. But <coughs> I always thought like, there's nothing stopping me from just getting some nudie mags and throwing them in there. Cheeky villagers have been ordered to stop leaving X-rated books in a communal library. Officials complained after several saucy books were removed from the converted public telephone box in the quaint village of Hurstbourne Tarrant, Hans. The whodunit mystery has gripped the village as it still remains unclear which sly local has been adding the books to the kiosk, which sits next to a school playground. Oh, Oh, there we go. Now, the unknown owner of the books has been warned to find another outlet for their collection of erotic fiction. This that just makes went, it worse. Yeah, this just went from charming to like, ooh. The parish council issued a plea to residents earlier this week on Facebook, writing, we love our red phone box library on Church Street, but we don't love salacious adult literature being left in there. <laughs> yeah, if, if this was just out in the countryside, I'd be like, you know what, this is fun and charming, and I'd love a whodunit mystery where we find out like the uh, old lady of the community was like putting, I'm putting my erotic fiction in there for everyone. And they said, so if whoever's doing so, so if whoever's doing so is reading this, please don't keep leaving inappropriate books. The majority of visitors to the phone box are children and some of them are tall enough to reach the shelves where the books for grownups are. Oh, you see, they put them up high, obviously. They're, they're, they're keeping the children in mind. They're putting the children's literature down low. They put the erotic like a, uh, uh, Anita Blake series up top. If that were like an adult doing that, I feel like that would be really bad. But I feel like there's like a certain age where like you're a, a young like teen, you're where like you're around. just you're just like fucking around. Yeah, yeah. Like, I'm gonna put this. If you're, if you're fiction okay, what's, next to what, like, what's the cutoff age? Okay, but like, look, I'm looking at some of these 14. books. I can see that. Yeah, 15, I'm looking 16, at some of these there. books, yeah. and these don't look like children's <laughs> books in there. Then, uh, anyway, like, yeah, like a J.K. Rowling book, which was that? Uh, yeah, that, yeah see, that's, that's that's her adult fiction. It is. Yes. Is is it? Does it have? Does it have spicy scenes? I want to read it. Yeah. Does J.K. Rowling uh, adult fiction have spicy scenes? We're not. We're not giving that lady any money. I might give her a few <laughs> bucks. No. Well, you might. I might. Not. I will. Was that book called <laughs> Faded? Really? I thought it said farted. Fated. Farted. Says fated. <laughs> That's the erotic fate. Farted. It's a very. Uh... It's Brazilian farting <laughs> women. Okay. So ho- anyway. hopefully, hopefully it's a 15 year old throwing some naughty litter. Yeah. Like, boy. Honestly, I do hope it's a. Uh, and he used to go to the school. An older woman. <clears throat> uh, yeah, some older old lady woman. who's like, I don't care. What are you going to do? Yeah. We... I am 85 years old. Try. I really. I'm as old as the queen. I don't care. If it's a 44 year old man, we're in trouble. (laughs) It's like, oh, blimey. Here's here's me spank rag. I don't know why he's cockney. That wasn't, that was. That's totally cockney. Okay, so Netflix is cracking down on some shit now. Uh, Yeah, they've sent, allegedly, I haven't seen this show up. Me neither. A warning to customers about password sharing. Um, some users were met with a new pop-up message from the streaming service. Why is it showing them Menendez brothers? <laughs> that's what they com- that's what they're comparing you to. That's just this is this is this is this is you. If you're you, the Menendez if you, sh- if you share your password with anyone, you're fucking Menendez brother. Netflix is testing a way to let users know they aren't supposed to be sharing passwords with others if they don't live in the same home. Yeah, okay. Mm. Alarm bells were raised on social media this week of a possible clampdown. Many people posted photos of a pop-up message they received when logging into Netflix. The message read, if you don't live with the owner of this account, you need your own account to keep watching. See, I don't, I have, I don't have this problem with uh, Netflix. I did this with my Disney Plus account. Like the person I'm sharing it with uh, lives in like another city. Okay, so, but look, they do, 
Is this your account? We'll send you a verification code, email, text, or verify later. Like, okay. I mean, this is only a problem if the person that whose account you're borrowing is someone that you no longer speak with. Right. So. Otherwise, you're just like, hey, be ready for a verification code. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Because honestly, most people don't. Yeah. Also, how how egregious Netflix doing the purge? Yeah. How egregious is your like net password sharing? If like, if if you if they can follow you on this, like. So what's actually really interesting about this is that I don't know, like a year or two years ago, the um, Netflix CEO was like. It's actually like a good thing that people are sharing their passwords because we have continual viewership and blah, blah, blah. So like they didn't care for a long time. But now I think with the pandemic, they're like, yeah, people are like, getting we want your money. Yeah. People are getting really selective with like their services. They're like switching yeah. over a lot now. Also, Disney Plus recently mm-hmm. hit the 100 million subscribers yeah, milestone. So we're seeing a paradigm shift here. So a they're what? like a paradigm shift. A what? A paradigm shift. I'm not, what is that? Well, that, you know, when you have a paradigm and then it shifts. Hmm. That's not a word. I've I've seen it written out. How's it spelled? Uh, Paradigm. P-A-R-A-digm. Apparently, one third of subscribers to services like Netflix share their password with someone. God damn it. With someone outside their household. Outside that. And that that means like 100% share it with just somebody. You. What? My, I'm gonna out you. What? Oh snap! Are you. Are, are you a Netflix pirate? Okay, give me an R. Do you share? I'm not. I don't know. W- will you please? Will <laughs> you're you please, Netflix with someone outside this household. Will you please admit to a crime right now? Uh, it's on not camera? a crime. <laughs> Netflix First fraud. Off. Netflix fraud. What, what would it's Netflix? Not a crime. What would Netflix police look like? And this like? is still in the early stages of development, okay. and is currently not about enforcement nor stopping people from being able to watch Netflix. I have okay. I had it in mind. They have the little, like the hats. Oh yeah. It's all black. Yeah. They have okay. The hats. They have like it looks like riot gear kind of. Nice. They have black gloves. They have like a uh, big weapon, automatic Ooh, weapon. Big big weapon. <laughs> I don't know what gun they would hold. They probably have like a badge with with a big N, red N on it. Well, no, I was thinking, uh, yeah. The, it's all black, and they have, like, the bulletproof vest and everything. But the only <laughs> thing that they have that's in color is, like, the red Netflix logo. Nice. And they, they're, like, kicking in your door. Maybe it's on the hat, too. And then, then uh, like, they're just the SWAT team. Then, like, the, the, the guy in the black, he's all black suited up, and he's got, like, the he flips open his badge, which is the badge with the N on it. It's like, uh, Netflix police, we're here to ask you a few questions about your uh, password sharing. It's like, we've noticed that uh, it's been u- your password has been used on several different devices. No, that would be okay if they lived with you. What, the person that you're sharing the password with, do they live with you? Like, uh, y- y- yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, really, in this uh, one-bedroom apartment? Uh, <laughs> do they live with you? And then they have, like, the, the Hitler hair. <laughs> it's like that scene from, Ing- uh, from uh, Inglorious Bastards. I imagine Nazis. <laughs> I imagine they're like, Nazis? I imagine them hitting a table and then doing this. Because <laughs> their hair is like, yeah. they always have that hair, that emo yeah, haircut. With, yeah, some, yeah, some sort of weird bang going on. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> anyway. We have ways of making you talk. And then I have the light that comes down. <laughs> it's like, dang, you guys set up a table and a light? Like, you guys have really good production values. Like, yes, us at Netflix, we like to take advantage of our... We, we're a media uh, company. We're very, we are big on flair. Our resources to, yeah. uh, to do this. Yes. Uh, so anyway, the Milwaukee Bucks had a hand sanitizer cam. Yes. Remember that, the kiss cam? Yeah. That uh, has gone viral. That makes that look like, like just like family friendly. This fun. looks, you know what this looks like? It looks like a Mentos commercial. It does. It looks like very 90s. Okay. Wait, wait till you see the hand sanitizer freshness. freshness nah, 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 nah. So yeah. This is not a up squirt. Squirt. Uh, like, uh, yeah. <laughs> she doesn't want to participate with that. She's no, like, she's like, no. Oh, and she's not moving. Oh, yeah. Like, uh. wait, it's it's. <laughs> oh yeah, that's great. Uh, cam. Right on her face. Yeah, put it on her face. 
they're socially distancing, but they, they you, apparently you can squirt six feet or more, though. Air five can. Oh, that's great. Air five can. Oh, they switched it immediately. I think there might be some more videos. There. Look at that uncomfortable too. Hey, scroll down. <laughs> I'm waiting for a, a. I was waiting for a girl to just stick her tongue out and go. Ah. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was who thought this. No one like said, "Hey, um, this looks a little bit like someone's being." Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Ejaculated on. Uh, look at that. I guess like the concept was. The concept noble. is good. At <laughs> first. And it's <laughs> white too. It's not like a clear. It's no, it's not. They could have fixed. There's so many. Oh, that, see, there, you, <laughs> there you go. He, he knows. He knows what's up. It's like my favorite kiss cam thing is when like the the two like siblings show up and they know they might be on kiss cam. So he holds up the sign that says she's my sister. That's as raunchy as that gets. This is totally like oh yeah, I'm I'm getting nutted on right now. Like this is my face. That would be weird if they tried to get you to kiss your sister. Yeah, that, well, I mean, like the, all the uncomfortable would be like, oh, they're just uncomfortable because they kiss. don't want to kiss. Everyone it's like, no, school- it's uncomfortable because she's my sister. Exactly, they've been there before, <laughs> apparently, because they're, they're sitting there like you have a stadium full of people screaming, "Kiss, kiss her, put your mouth on her." It's like, no, she's my sister. Why aren't Why aren't you? Exp- they would both be uncomfortably laughing, and it would just look kind of innocent. Yeah, it would. It's like, no, we're sisters. Like, but no, it's it, that would be like super raunchy or like hot, depending on like your your search history. <laughs> there was a there was a year I forget which year it was where incest was number one on Pornhub. No, and that's the I great. I think it was like two thousand eight. And that's the great thing about the Pornhub. Semi recently. Yeah. Yeah. So like eight. <laughs> I think in the eighties. I think is when it went. No. Um. It was the two thousands, man. Yeah, I know. It was crazy. I don't think Pornhub was around in the eighties. I'm, I'm like seventy percent sure. <clears throat> No, oh. so, uh, this is one of those concepts where they thought, no, no, see, it's, we got pandemic. We're trying to push a positive view of like, of sanitation and then safety. Uh, what's what's part of safety? Well, hand sanitizer, obviously. Two thousand seventeen, two thousand sixteen. Yeah, I think it was two thousand seventeen. Oh, people were like, <laughs> you know what? So, do, is it people who like want to bang their sister, or people who wish they had a sister to bang? What's going on I with that? I don't. And is it mostly, well, I guess it's mostly men on, on Pornhub. So it's not like a lot of chicks are like, boy, I really wish I had banged my brother back in the day. <laughs> so hand sanitizer cam got us. Oh, you, oh, that's too far. That's too far. Okay. That's too far. I got you. No, if yeah, you, I don't want to, I don't want to keep looking at this. Let's um, see. If you, if you watch anime, if you listen, if you watch anime, like technically, no, technically she's not my sister is like pretty much his own genre of anime. So it's like, you know, they're, they're into some different stuff over there. Dang, how do we... Let's see if we can do this. Dig like ourselves segue, out of this hole. And move on. You just click I don't want it to I don't want it to be very hard. I want it to be like a natural progression. Wait, what's the next thing? Oh, speaking of... Um, of bad sisters. <laughs> of bad sisters, yeah! Yeah. There we go. Hey, nice. That was nice. Give me some. That was a good one. Is there Bam. something wrong with the two of you? <laughs> Honestly, like... This is a different kind of bad sister, though. Yeah. This is of the 70s ilk. <laughs> Even though this came out in the 90s. But she's originally from Foxy Brown. Yes. For centuries, Americans have gathered together... I feel like this is going to be like a to celebrate the holidays, right? ...reaffirm family ties and wish goodwill to all men. Or it's going to be a Chevy but Chase this movie. Christmas... <laughs> Got a brand new bag. Now you got to listen to this. Could have made this our this Christmas. You, all right? <laughs> very, very technical. It came out in Christmas. <laughs> you had the chance to walk off a half hour. Just re-review it. Did you What do a stewardess, a gun runner, a bail bondsman, an ex-con, a federal agent, and a beach bunny have in common? You gonna come in on this thing with me. You got to be prepared to go all the way. They're all chasing a half million in cash. Back when that was a huge score. I know half a million was a lot of money. Where do you get the money and then just take it from me? She's trying to play your ass against me, huh? That was fun. Yeah, that'll be a good spot. So she and your girlfriend, that what you felt? Oh, I hope you felt appropriately guilty afterwards. What's I did? She has a very architectural face. Very like 
There's oh, only yeah. one just, question. Man, I ain't Sym- getting in this trunk. Symmetry. You ain't going to be in here no more than 10 minutes. Uh, man, I ain't riding in no trunk for no minutes. Who's playing who? Let's make a deal. Yeah, so what's she going to give us? Are you going to offer to set him up? Yeah. I thought doing something stupid. Pam Greer, Samuel L. Jackson, Robert Forster, Bridget Fonda, Michael Forster. Keaton, and Robert De Niro. Is she dead? I, I, I... Yes or no, is she dead? <laughs> Pretty much. Quentin Tarantino's Jackie Brown. When you absolutely positively got to show kill every mother-in-law. No substitutes. Nothing gets between me and my AK. <laughs> like when he's saying AK-47, they're showing the Steyr Og followed by like the Tech 9. Follow- I, I get what they're going for. It's like, you know, they have to time it out right. I, I just... <clears throat> I spent most of this movie wondering... Harvey Weinstein. Wondering how Quentin Tarantino roped De Niro into one of his films because, like, yeah, he always gets a pretty fantastic cast, but that's a different level. He got De Niro, got De Niro, and normally, if yeah, I feel like he's almost an an untouchable. Yeah, like you have to like is he know people who know people who are like really good friends with people who know Robert De Niro in order to get him in your film. Unless you're doing the later, like, Meet the Fockers movies. <laughs> it, well, I mean, because it's Adam Sandler. That's a different, yeah, Adam Sandler. Yeah, or he, Ben Stiller, rather. Yeah. That's a different, that's, that was a different time, and also it's Ben Stiller. Yeah, you're right. I don't know. I don't, I don't know if this well, is his, like, second movie. I don't know if he was, like, that big a star at I mean, the time. at that time, I think he was a pretty big star. Because, look, he, he looked like he was in his, like... <clears throat> De Niro? <laughs> De Niro's he been had, a big star since the 70s. Oh, yeah. All right, he's got bigger... Stars in his films than I think De Niro, right? Well, I mean, like well, who? If you, well, if you look at those, if, look if you look at the movies in, in 1997, this isn't like you know, this is Pulp uh, Harvey Keitel. He had Harvey Keitel. Well, this is like Pulp Fiction, like um, <laughs> which movie? Reservoir Dogs. Yeah, well, see, yeah, this is Reservoir Dog Pulp Fiction time, and like remember, he brought yeah, John back, Travolta. He he brought back John Travolta. John Travolta's career was on the downswing until that movie, until uh, Pulp Fiction. So that's the thing, like. Uh, if you want your movie to succeed, have John Travolta dance. I, I don't know, but yeah, I don't know about Harvey Keitel. I was just saying. I know Harvey you're Ke- just pulling names out of your ass. You know what? I think we were right to blame him for this yeah. debacle with the month. Harvey, it's his fault. I like. Okay, there's a couple things about Harvey Keitel. I like saying the name Harvey Keitel. It's I like name. saying it like this, Mr. Harvey Keitel. You know, it, it's Mr. It's Harvey like, Keitel. It's like some of those thing? football player names. Where it's like Man Tai Teo. There's some good names. There's some fun names to say. Man Tai Teo. <laughs> so it went Reservoir Dogs in 92, Pulp Fiction 94, Jackie Brown 97, Kill Bill 1 and 2, 03, 04, then Death Proof 07 and Glorious Bastards 09, Django 2012, Hateful Eight 2015, and Once Upon a Time in Hollywood 2019. So Okay, he had made Pulp Fiction, which had Travolta, and it had Bruce, Bruce Willis. Willie. Bruce yeah, Willie. and you were gonna say Bruce Willie, but that um, that was wasn't that pre um, Die Hard Bruce Willie? No, it was no, post. Die Hard. Post. Oh wow, this is ninety two. So, Die Hard is eighties. So okay, yeah. maybe that's why he got De Niro is because he he saw what Pulp Fiction did for. Um, Travolta and what it did for Bruce Willis. Yeah. And, you know, maybe that. But I still feel like De Niro's got to be a harder sell. I, I think so, too. But here, let's... He must have pulled some strings. How about we get into, like, what we thought about the movie to Chris begin Tucker. with? As, like, we, oh. we noti- uh, what we noticed was, like, you know, we watched The uh, the Hateful Eight, and that was a beautifully shot, well-done movie. That. Well, no, we, we watched... No, no, sorry, not the... Uh, sorry, we watched Django. Sorry. I'm a yes, little lost. we watched... That can't be your excuse for every time. Well, it's not my excuse for the uh, the mess up with the months. That's just you know your your poor like listing of months. Is my excuse for that? No, it's oh. your your inability to read. So um, words that are very clearly in front of you. Oh, and your inability to remember words you wrote to put in front of me. Um, so but no, we watched um Django and we saw it was a very well shot film. And then we watched this and and you notice at certain times when people are just walking around like a mall in L.A. We're sitting like, hey, this is a really well-made movie. Like, just its shot composition mm-hmm. and how everything is structured and how everything's put together. We're sitting there like, hey, this is, like, really good. Um, there's a scene toward the end where Robert Forrester, 
It's like the heist portion, I guess. Yeah. He picks up the the drop. He's got all the the cash because th- these movie. This is one of those heisty type movies with. Yep. Where it's like, I just got one more job, and then we're all retired, and then <laughs> we don't have to do this anymore, and then we can all go live somewhere else. And mm-hmm. <laughs> which I guess everyone could relate to early yeah. retirement, which is possible w- without a life of crime. Just letting you know. Okay. But he, let's not go into Bitcoin. <laughs> oh, I just hey, I'm just, once Bitcoin hits, <laughs> I don't need to buy any more Bitcoin. I'm out. Do I'm out. I'm out. <laughs> I guess that's the theme of the movie is everyone just wants to retire and leave LA. Like LA is a shithole. That's the But yeah, there's a scene where he's he's getting into the car and it's kind of like, "Oh shit, what's going to happen to him?" Cuz like we saw like bad things happen to people at this point. At this point in the film. And so he gets into the car. Uh, it's a really tight camera on him. And then, like, it's showing the hood of the car. Mm-hmm. He, you know, he sits down to go inside the car, but it doesn't follow him. It stays looking at, like, the scenery. And, yeah, we're all thinking, oh, Jackie, like, Bra- or no, Samuel Jackson's going to pop up and, like, with a gun. Yeah, and then it kind of zooms out. the music, too, the music wasn't doing us any favors to take away our anxiety in that moment. Yeah, yeah, so then it zooms out, and then, like, he just drives off, like, normal. Oh, just, it's okay. just, like, very slowly, kind of zooms out, and it's like, oh. and the film's like, okay, he's good. He's fine. He's good. He's safe. So that's, like, it's crazy. Like, he can tell a story just by camera movement oh, yeah, it's and great. music. You can tell, like, a little, you can hint, you can throw your viewers off just a little bit. You, there's the bread shell, and then, like, you like you kick it with your foot. They're like, oh, yeah, oh where, where was yeah. the bread leading to now yeah, because uh film goers like they're used to a certain cinematic language so you can use that to your advantage to make people think oh something's about to happen something's about to happen and then it's like you know and then it doesn't it's like oh what, 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 what. yeah and so speaking a, of robert forster though i feel like um, i used to f- i feel like everyone's pronouncing his name right wrong it's so but then i look at the writing of it so technically i thought it was forrester yeah no you're wrong so <laughs> his name is robert forster his actual real name was Foster, but he added the R because apparently a lot of people were named Robert Foster. Mm. Anyway, this <laughs> if why not? Many people may recognize this man from um, Breaking Bad and El Camino, and then Better Call Saul as the um, identity guy. Also, he was the one who would help you mm, yeah. go undercover and get out of town. This dude who actually passed away semi-recently. He was one of the smartest people around. He was part of something called the Triple Nine Society, which means that his IQ was in the 99.9th percentile. And he he was in American Pie as the clueless dad who just had to talk to his son about banging a pie. I don't know. Was was he? No, that was Eugene Levy. Yeah, that was Eugene Levy. What's wrong with you? So Robert Forster, Wait, if he trying? wanted to, he can really make you disappear. No, Robert Forster is the is the American is he the American is the American Pie. I don't know. Check and see if he's in American Pie. He was a totally in American Pie. Maybe he was another. It was another. I know Eugene Levy was the the dad, the main dad. He or he at least he looks like the like the dad from American Pie. He he does not. Um, however, he bit. was in Me Myself and Irene. Uh, and started acting in the 60s. He was in the Delta Force in 86. He oh. ran a vacuum cleaner repair shop. Wait, he went from, yeah, he went in, from Delta in, Force in to bre- vacuum repair? In, in Breaking Bad. In Breaking Bad, he, it was the okay. vacuum repair shop. That's yeah. where you go if you want to disappear yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, no, one, like, no one knows. I only know like, of where a vacuum repair place is because I happen to like, have to refuel the work van <laughs> next to one. It's like... I'm not sure if this is going to have a little tangent, but it's like a, a real life game reset. Like you can only do it once. He's like, I need you to understand that once you pay me this money and I do this for you, this is the only other, you only get one shot. Yeah. You want to hear this identity? You can't do it again. Yeah. If you, you disappear, yeah, you, you never come back here. Done. So you only get one. So in, <laughs> in the Breaking Bad universe, you can reset your whole entire identity, but you can only do it once. It's like in Grand Theft Auto, like right? when you go to the police station and they let you out. <laughs> just, oh yeah, after you're done. you just massacred everyone. Yeah, you killed like forty people, but you know you're fine. Now, I had a dream like that, like <coughs> just earlier today when I was doing my midday sleep, where like I was changing my face for some reason, and I just decided to like mesh it long. 
<laughs> Damn. I have no idea why, that's, but I'm sitting there like it, it's totally a video game thing. Like I don't know why I was doing it, but I was like, you you're trying what? to recreate your. You need a longer character. face. That's what I need. Your and in-game character. Yeah, my in-game character. You think I'd be like, you know, my nose is a little crooked. I should push that to the side and like get this tooth ticket. Nope, long face. <laughs> I look honestly, like a Dick Tracy character. I have honestly no idea what's happening anywhere. He's talking about his dream. Yeah, yeah whatever. Okay. Um, okay. So, so this cast um, is actually pretty spectacular. Oh, yeah. So obviously we've got Samuel L. Jackson, who oh. is kind of one of Tarantino's mainstays. Oh yeah. And we have De Niro, who still uh, mind is blown, and Robert Forster, but. Yep. Jackie Brown, the main character, is played by Pam Greer, who is in this. I mean, this movie is kind of like an ode to black exploitation films. Yep, she's literally like the queen. Oh, she's a bad of bitch. Black exploitation films. She was Foxy Brown. Like you got that that, that picture. And let me pull this up. Foxy Brown. So like here's here's like just kind of this one little snapshot, but here is the. Um, and the poster. Look at, look at this post and look down there. There's like a whole bunch of stuff going on down there. What's what's going on? Yeah, don't She's mess. She's the meanest chicken town. She's brown sugar and spice, but if you don't treat her nice, she'll put you on ice. Whoa, she'll murder oh, you. She'll, oh, I thought look, she was gonna keep you look, cool. Look, she's murdering this lady right she's, here. She's like a headlock gun to the head, and like this is like a whole like female Greco-Roman wrestling montage like, down here. Looks like a battle royal, right? Female battle. It's like royal. you got a chick with like a bottle knife. Uh, you got like a judo throw. Yeah, like, look at that. Shit. Yeah, she's doing look a judo. That tiny flip. little gun that she keeps Just in her, like her a little, shoe. Like a little 380. <laughs> look at that shit. She's a bad. You got some dudes woman. with froze up there, like with a with a bunch of guns. Like, I think there's more gun there than there is like arms to like hold them. <laughs> but like, I mean, they couldn't have chosen. Well, Quentin Tarantino couldn't have chosen a better. Oh yeah. Uh, main character, and they they make some they like in the movie they make some like uh, illusions to her age, being in her forties, and a and a and a, uh, a stewardess on an airline like that's kind of yeah. shitty. But she's still a bad like at the end when she's wearing that suit, it's like they're gonna know you're the baddest bitch in the room when you wear that suit. Like she is the baddest bitch in the room. Mm-hmm. She is like yeah. When the trailer asks who's playing who, she's playing them like yeah. everybody. Yeah, because like. Our first introduction to her, she's basically just moving quickly through the airport to get to her next flight as and, as uh, a flight attendant. And it's playing that one uh, 110th Street song. Yeah, and, rem- and talk about letting a scene breathe. You you mentioned this. Like, people didn't have attention span, like, don't have attention spans now. Like, back then, it's like, you could just let this go for, like, two, three minutes of just her, like, a side shot of her going to work. Yeah. So just to let the whole entire music, the whole entire song play through. Yeah. <laughs> our, but that's our first introduction. She's hurrying through the airport to get to her next flight. And you don't really get kind of this impression that she's someone to worry about yeah. like at all. And then as we move through the film, you know, she's accosted by ATF who find that she's got a bunch of cash and she's got Coke in her bag that she's transporting on behalf of Samuel L. Jackson's character. Yeah. Um, and then, like, you progressively see who she really is. She steals the gun out of the bail bondsman's car. Yeah. That's, played by great. Robert Forster. And she knew she was going to need it. It wasn't like, right. oh, she, oh, there's a gun. I'm going to take it. It was like, oh, I know <laughs> Samuel L. Jackson is going to show up to, like, try and murder me. Right. Um, and, and then you just, you kind of see this progression of where she realizes that if she doesn't do something to secure and protect herself she's gonna get screwed over and well the thing about the gun thing that was great because like that was almost a twist because um it changed the whole context of like her like interaction with samuel l jackson because you we've already seen him kill chris tucker at this point yeah that was like the fastest uh, appearance of chris tucker on screen like ever, he just was random. there and he was gone. Yeah, and it felt very realistic. Like, oh yeah, I'm in this apartment. I'm shirtless. I'm high. No, no, come on, just help me. Like, I, I got you out of jail so I could murder you. And then he he like tricks him into getting into the trunk of the car. He's like, oh yeah, here's a shotgun. Just get out and act like her. And then he like drives him to a lot and literally around the corner. Around literally at the corner. So it'll be like ten minutes. We'll drive. Pop, pop. Yeah. yeah. And then he opens the trunk. Pop, pop. And it's like it's way in the distance. It's really like cold and calculating. 
So then he's showing up. You know what's going to happen. He like bails out like her, and you, he's sitting like with the gloves again, and like he, he's going to try to kill her. And then you like in your tense, like how's she going to get out of this? Because like we don't have a movie if she's dead. And then like the they sh- cuts to the bail bondsman getting back well, to work, and he opens the trunk is like or the the glove compartment. And it's like oh the gun's missing. Samuel Jackson keeps turning lights off, and yeah. she is not phased whatsoever. Like she keeps turning lights back on. And then she like takes advantage of the lights being off and he like comes up to her and she's got the gun in his dick. Yeah. And he's like, what? Well, that, that was what? the great, that was the great reveal is like right around that time. Like it shows like the guy, like he opens the, the, the bail bondsman. He show he opens the glove compartment to get to his gun. It's like, Oh, that's gone. And the <laughs> whole context of that, of that scene flips. Yeah. I mean, it's uh, honestly, this movie is just, Finding out just how much of a badass Jackie Brown is. Yeah. Um, until you get to the very end, and she has outfoxed everyone. Like Samuel L. Jackson, she outfoxed uh, the ATF and the police. And oh. then she she took she took advantage of this man, who lovely man who's absolutely completely in love with her. And yeah. she, I mean, you know, at least she does the nice thing. She's like, "Come to Europe with me," and he's like. I can't. And then she like he's kisses stra- him yeah. and leaves. He's too straight. And he's he he is a little too straight laced. But he's he like he's standing there. He gets a phone call. Someone asks him to bail out like their kid or something. And he's like, "Can you call me back in thirty minutes?" And then he just like he has to just stand. He's like, "What the hell?" He has to cool down. His boner is just like too like <laughs> raging. There he has to like walk away and be like, "Well." She definitely had feelings for him too, oh, yeah. but she was like, "I gotta take care of me." And like, then she asked that. Also, that scene, she asked him if uh, he was afraid of her, and he just he did that. He's <laughs> like, like yeah, <laughs> yeah, you're you 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 minute you outmaneuvered like several Everyone. like several parties. I mean, so obvi- many people. I mean, like, listen, the ATF they were kind of competent, <laughs> but like the the main threat to you, like uh, like the Samuel Jackson, he was kind of an idiot. Let's let's be honest. Yeah, Samuel Jackson's character. What? So like, when we meet him in this movie, he's hanging out with Robert De Niro, who just got out of who prison. Just like, got out of jail, prison four days prior. Yep. And Bridget Fonda, Beach Bunny, they called her in that yep. trailer, um, watching chicks, chicks and on guns. TV with the guns, chicks and guns, yeah, right. And so Samuel Jackson goes to take the phone call that came in. And Bridget Fonda is like, he knows nothing about these guns. Yeah, he, he reads knows a bunch of shit. Nothing. He, he hears everything that say comes things. out of his mouth is the regurgitation of something he heard. Yeah. So like, he's got money and he's got opportunity, but he's he's a poser. He's a, he's a, he's kind yeah, of a fake. He's an idiot. Like he has like she admits like look he has street smarts, but he that's about it. Like he can maneuver uh-huh. some like kind of like. Like sketchy Chris Brown, kind of like street like guy. Chris Tucker. Chris Tucker, sorry, Chris Tucker into like a, the, the trunk of a car after he bails him out. But he he can't like outmaneuver anybody. He can't like think Mm-mm. that much. He's yeah, he's he's just a, kind of a scumbag who dresses like he's going to golf. Yeah. Um and, and like the real Samuel. Jackson. <laughs> okay, listen. He literally he got his, dressed like Samuel. Like I think I think he got his wardrobe from that Quentin film. Tarantino was like. Uh, I don't really have like a great <laughs> wardrobe. This is at the script budget reading. for this film, so uh, you know we can we can do the the flight attendant outfit for Pam, and we can do like the the second suit that she changes into. We can, we got the robe. Yeah. Um, the rest of you just w- wear something kind of nice. Bring something from your closet. I'll kind of give you an idea, uh, Sam. What you're wearing to the script you're, reading here? This yeah, is nice. this is great. You just great, just yeah. kind of keep with this theme. Yeah, what's that? What's uh, that, that? What's that hat called? He has that, that golf hat. Yeah, you know, and and <laughs> kind of the flowy pants and polo shirt. Yeah, that looks perfect. Good. We're gonna, Lo- loafers. We're gonna slap. Awesome. Yeah, we're gonna slap a crazy wig and like a goatee thing on you. And oh you're my god, come, it was terrible. It's like yeah, this long like what five inch long like little strand of hair coming out of his chin. This thing is like from here to here. I have no idea what that's ninety seven. It was about to be the two thousand. So. It's coming up on the on the, the 
but soul flavor patch. saver. Ugh. Well, that was, it was set in the night. Can you not call it that? That it's just makes me want to vomit. No, the flavor saver. The flavor. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Uh, like now i just have images of like dudes letting food drip out of their mouth and it stays in their uh, little food little patch here and like whatever and then and then and like like two hours later they like lick it no that's (laughs) it's food it's food if you're lucky (coughs) kangle oh that's the hat Kangle brand, yeah, that's what Sam Jackson wears. Yeah. So yeah, um, he he's got some nice Kangle brand hats. Um, yeah. What was it? Oh, oh uh, Michael Keaton. Let's not sleep on Michael Keaton on this. The yeah. AT, the ATF guy. He's like this, showing up. Was this pre? This was post Batman, wasn't it? Post Batman. Yeah. This was like yeah. yeah. Batman was like er, earlier eighties, and he's sitting there. He's like posing up a storm, like when he's in interrogating uh, uh, yeah, Jackie Brown. He's like 80s, there, early 90s. There's like one wall where he keeps going to. Like he doesn't go to like that wall over there he only goes to this wall and he's sitting there yeah, like yeah, we're on camera right now but he's sitting there like like uh, he's like really getting he worked the, the hell out of this film and then he like gets in the chair and he like sits, sits on, on the, it. Sits on the, can you do that with this chair no it's not no, it might be a little die. too dangerous i would die yeah but you're gonna have to hold one side of the chair yeah, for both him of you that. hold this chair so i can sit like he did no we're not doing that yeah but he sits on the 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 back of the chair. Oh shit! But he's a very, a very particular like yeah ATF agent because he's sitting there like I'm counting like he's recording like the whole thing like during their test run of like the sting, where he's like okay I'm counting off ten thousand dollars <laughs> and the bag is uh white is like it's purple it's like it's, it's white with and they're like <laughs> getting into this weird little argument about no you see the bag is is white with pinkish purplish lettering with a beautiful woman now, actually it's more like she's like a seven out of ten let's be honest here. Yeah, that was funny. That was a great little bit there. Like it's like it's a purple bag. No, it's a white bag. White bag with the purple on it. It's purple images. Purple images it's white it. with purple images. Wait, 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 can I have that? Can I have that? <laughs> so it's just it's just such this great like humanitizing moment where you're like, oh no, I buy this. This is like something that people would do. It's like no, no, it's it's, it's white with purple. They look very conspicuous too when they're at the mall. Right. They, they just look do like not cops. Blend in at all. <laughs> Your mom was talking about. I don't want to bring the story up. Yeah, your your mama. I'm. I don't even know where this is going. What was she talking about? Yeah, we'll we'll not edit this. She used to know. Um. Say Michael Keaton. Say Michael Keaton. Say Michael. She didn't know Michael Keaton, but your mom used to have an old job. Yes. That involved. The uh, interactions with members of law enforcement. Oh, she was a criminal. No. Oh no. What are we talking? Bail bondswoman. Okay, uh, they're having a little confab. Yeah, it involved cops showing up at her place of establishment. <laughs> I mean, that's, that, that can be two can, times. She was talking about how she can totally tell who the cops were because they all like had sunglasses and they all like wore button up like Hawaiian shirts and jeans. Well, I mean, listen, and they all dress like that and like I mean, you can cops, t- totally tell the cops. Yeah. Well, also, cops so, show up to a lot of places. Let's, let's be honest now. Like, if, if yeah, you work but at a, they these were planned clothes cops. Okay, if you work at like a deli, like oh, the, the cops will show up. Like oh, well, I it was back in the what the eighties or nineties when uh, a. T- they don't these establishments blend well. they, yeah they don't these yeah. thing establishments yeah <laughs> oh okay there yeah. was things that... going on what what did you just say the fuck did you just <laughs> mother a... god no. why do you keep saying so it we'll cut that out yes i will it was during the time when these establishments were often uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Targeted by members of law enforcement. They were not drug dens because I feel like I'm suggesting it was a drug den. <laughs> <laughs> um, these establishments were often targeted by law enforcement because of laws that were around at the time, but they were also big patrons of these places. So, you know, it's like. You can, you can spot him. If you see a guy with aviators, a mustache, a little <laughs> twisty curl coming out of his ear, because <laughs> it's like a wire, and then he's got like the shirt, and he's got a little bulge right here in the front, and he's are wearing you, jeans. Like, are you wearing a wire? It's like, what? Well, I can see a wire coming out of your ear right now. Like, uh, no, that's my hearing aid. It's like you're in you're in your you're in your early thirties. Yeah, yeah, it, uh, tinnitus. That's what I got. 
And all your friends are standing there yeah, watching you. With their, not... hand, with their hands in front of them, full clasped in front of them, standing at like modified parade rest. <laughs> very, very aware of their surroundings. <laughs> I, th- I think I think one of them speaking into like one of those microphones like you see on a CB radio. He's, on like, the, he's like on his watch. He's obviously talking into his watch. <laughs> it's like that. And that was supposed to be undercover. It's very super undercover. <laughs> It's like uh, these guys, they're like, you know, just wearing so jackets, just, like the you know, sunglasses, like supposed to be undercover, but you can see Wind like all breakers. their wires and stuff. And they're like, he's like, hey, cops, how you doing? It's like, no, no, we're not cops. It's like, oh, feds? Like, no, uh, I mean, <laughs> one of us is a fed, the other is a regular cop. No, uh, no, don't tell him that. <laughs> yeah, cops, at least, even when they're, this, they're not, they're not inconspicuous. They are so. The conspicuosity. Easy to spot. Okay, so who's the the beach bunny again? Her name is um. So, uh, Bridget Fonda, who is like a she's a third generation, uh, actor like Hollywood royalty. So much talent in that family. Oh yeah. Um. Again, I guess that's kind of another one of the ones that I'm like. Is her mom Jane Fonda? Yeah. That's her aunt. Jane Fonda is her aunt. Peter Fonda is her dad it's a and, powerful family uh henry fonda was her grandfather it's a- almost as powerful as the baldwins do you think bridget uh, fonda more. did the jane fonda workout Ooh. so uh, no but it looked like she did from the, I, from see, the she, film from, the, <laughs> from what i saw well she's kind of a ton yeah she's kind of a ton of fun in this because like she's sitting there like giving samuel L. jackson attitude she's banging um like really really quickly like they have a little talk just to show like oh when was the last time you met oh when you were 14 like cool, cool, cool. So yeah, what's going on there? Japan. This is me. Hey, you want to have sex? Yeah. Yeah, that was a funny scene. Like, I'm I'm in my fifties. You're you're like hopefully in your twenties. That's what I love about Tarantino movies is like just when you feel like the scene is being stretched out too long, it cuts to the chase. Yeah, I was like, oh, let's, let's do that. Okay, and then it's like, like like that's exactly the moment when I like just before she said that, I'm like, ah, oh, the scene is fucking it's going a little forever. long. Here we go, and then it's like, bam. And I was like, oh, it changed up a little uh, bit. The mood, ch- mood changed. It, the whole thing. Like, it, cuts, <laughs> it has that, like, that, I think that's the, like, one of the only times where it shows, like, uh, like a, like a, like an, like an act break where it's like three minutes later. <laughs> yeah. Like, well, she, he, it's funny. I like how he just uses things that unconventionally, he only uses it once in the movie if he has to. Yeah. He doesn't let anything hold him back. He's like, if I got to show where it is, like, I'm going to show where it is. Like, if I have to do a split screen for no reason, That's gonna I'm going to do a split screen because yep. there's no other way I can show this. So, it's like the la- so like, he just thinks things, like, like at the moment. Like, other filmmakers are like, no, it doesn't really go with the flow. Like, Quentin Tarantino's like, no, just I don't do care. What you gotta do. I just got to do what I do to tell the story. And a lot of old movies, I think, did that because they didn't really care about flow or anything. They're just like, oh, like, them wa- people watching this wouldn't know, like, what's going on right now. Yeah. Or they wouldn't remember, like, uh, her taking the gun out or something like that. Or Nope. So he just does the split screen right there because he wanted the audience to know in that moment that, you know, she took the gun. So oh, really I think good. something that I really enjoyed from this film, probably one of my favorite moments, um, we were kind of messing around while we were watching this, is towards the end when she's getting ready for Samuel Jackson's character to show up at the Bonds place yeah she's maneuvered everyone to like show up here great she master manipulator she's sitting there behind uh max cherry's desk and she's got um the drawer to the right is where the gun's at and so she's like practicing pulling the gun out and it's it looks awkward so uncomfortable yeah and like, like, oh no, she's not going to be able to do this. You tested like yourself. You were like, could I do it? And you were like, oh, I would have killed her. Well, if I was holding the gun, like right there, but if I had to pull it out, maybe not. Well, that's why they have the 21 foot rule is like, you know, if someone with a knife within 21 feet can run up on you and kill you before you can unholster and like draw a weapon. Hmm. Okay. But it's literally sitting in the drawer right next to her hand. And it looks, yeah. Every time she's doing it, it's like. It looks like oh she's gonna die. It yeah that's probably one of my favorite scenes because it's just it's ridiculous, Um, and so she like she calls and she talks or no he uh, Robert Forster tells Samuel Jackson to call um, his office the Bonds office where she's waiting for him to call and so like she 
because she, so she's gonna like shoot him so she's practicing that and then she goes what that's stupid why would i why would i put myself in the situation where i have to shoot this guy and so she calls the atf yeah and you see like who's and she you're calling? like you're ah, who, you're sitting there like who's she calling right now what's going on because you can tell like she's like oh yeah this is not gonna work yeah <laughs> she's like okay this is a bad plan and this is the great thing yeah. is like it's not like she has the plan to begin with it's like she's able to like say like okay here's plan a plan a doesn't work okay let's get a uh, michael keaton in here to murder him for me and she he shows up, lights are off, yeah. right? He comes up. It's like, why are the lights off? And she, and it's funny how he asks that every time, too. He's like, why'd you keep turning the lights off? And then in that scene, he's like, why are the lights off? Why is like, it dark in here? He fell for the same fucking shit. And so Michael Keaton and the other dude burst out, and she goes, he's got a gun! And, like, the dude, like, literally, like, he doesn't have a gun in his hand, I don't think. And they shoot him. I think, I, he, like, I think he does have a, he has he a, did gun. Have a gun. Yeah. He yeah, did? Because okay, he, I wasn't paying He had it to, like, on, on, the, on the bail bondsman. So he'd be like, yeah, don't, don't go up in there too quick. I'm going to shoot you first. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. But, like, she played everyone. And she got that she 500K. Absolutely. Which again, like, is like in today's money, you're sitting there like, well, listen, that's a lot of money. Like, if we, if any one of us got 500k, I'd be set for a while. I'd, I'd quit my job for a while. I'd be, I'd invest or something. I hope you'd invest. Well, 500k, you can do some good stuff. It's, I mean, that's not going to last you f- forever. Like, unless you invest it properly. Unless you invest it properly, I think. I think for us, it's it's probably around more two million. That right. would that yeah. would get us to retire, but five hundred k. I'd be sitting there like, okay, so I got five hundred k. Yeah, I'm gonna invest, or I'm gonna like do something with interest bearing accounts. I'm gonna work part time, and I'm gonna work on this podcast and my other podcast like like full time. Yeah, you could do that with five hundred k. Five hundred k. Yeah, as long as you're bringing in some money. Like if you got money coming in and you're like doing it right. Yeah, you can. Especially the way I'm living, like within a room, like dude, I can totally live off five hundred k for a while. So yeah, yeah, but um, two million would be kind yeah, of the, million, that would be kind of the set for life if you got it around two or three million dollars. So it, like, it just it feels just incongruous enough with today's money that you're like, oh, five hundred k. That's a bit of a different score. Yeah, that's not like the big score. This movie we're coming up on twenty five years, which is kind of wild to think about. Right, <clears throat> it's, it's still and it's still it, it holds up pretty well. Oh wait, we didn't talk about um, uh, like like Robert De Niro killing <laughs> the Beach Bunny. Oh, yeah, he was so annoyed with her in the parking lot. Well, yeah, because, like, they build it up really well. This is another one of those Quentin Tarantino things. Thing. During during the, the, the money exchange, yeah. like, him and the beach bunny are, like, in the department store. They have to make the pickup. They make the pickup. Robert De Niro is, like, super, like, nervous. He's, like, getting turned around. And the whole time, she is annoying the shit out of him. Like, she, like, is, like, taking forever to get ready to come to a heist. Like, he'd be like, you're wearing shorts and, like, a, and a halter top. What the fuck did you need to, like, get ready for 30 minutes for? I really enjoyed that scene actually. Yeah, right? she's when get, she's like just pestering him, just just like, oh, you, you know where it is? You know where it is? Where is it? Where is the car? Where's the car? He's like you get turned around, you get turned around. It's like don't say one word. He's like saying, <laughs> don't say another. Please just don't say another word. Okay, blam. He shot her like two or three times too. I think like I, I think twice. Yeah, blam one, then bang again. Like, and that knocked her down, and like when she was down, he yeah. I guess shot her in the chest and to <laughs> finish the job. I guess. And he is like yeah, Robert De Niro. He's been like smoking weed and just kind of hanging out this whole movie. But yeah, he's like all the criminals in this are kind of like idiot losers. And so he, this is the kind of yeah. guy who will, who would get who would lose it. And Samuel Jackson later is like he had to do it. I guess it's like and the, why didn't you just hit her in the mouth? <laughs> I mean, technically, that is preferable to shooting her, but it's like, eesh. Yeah. What? And then he thinks that he's kind of like getting away. Yeah. With it, and Samuel Jackson gets in the car with him, and then shoots him. Yeah, and this is the weird thing about Sam, like for Quentin Tarantino is like the violence in this is very like underplayed, like the way you you, you mentioned it. Yeah, like, yeah, there's not a lot of exploding <clears throat> blood everywhere. Yeah, a lot, a of, lot the of the violence happens off camera, off yeah. screen too. Yeah, like the like when he the first time he shoots her, she the gun is out of frame, and then he shoots him her again, and but she's out of frame. Yes. And so I mean, maybe following up on Pulp Fiction, he was like, you know, let me try being a little less gory on screen. And I I think it also is, but that, then like, he immediately returned to that with. Kill Bill. Yeah. And I think so. I think it also has something to do with the fact that like this is not his like original screenplay. He, he well, I mean it's his screenplay, but he, it's from a book. True. It is it is adapted from a book. And it's it's still really good, like because he's a good filmmaker. So I I really uh, I did like that touch. Like Samuel L. Jackson shoots Robert De Niro, spoiler spoiler alert. And like the, when he first shoots it, it's like the gun is like like behind the seat and him. 
and then he puts the gun around straight into his chest, still out of frame technically behind, like in but the Robert De Niro and the seat is between us and the camp, like in the camp. Yeah. So it's like, and even with Chris Tucker in the parking lot, it was zoomed way up. Oh yeah, so you just see two flashes. He, yeah. he opens it, like, what the hell's got pop pop? Oh, you know what? And I just I pulled this up. Who was in this movie that was just a really pleasant surprise for me was Sid Haig, who played the judge in this movie. Oh yeah, like you. But you were... he's 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 uh, a Rob Zombie regular actor regular. And you were so excited. You were like House of a Thousand Rejects. I'm like I would pay to see that movie for one. But also. But you were Devil's so no, rejects and house of 10,000 corpses. No, I, I fully understand. Like you got so excited. I'm like, Oh dude, I, that's awesome. Yeah. He, he's so good as like a manic horrifying clown. Right. But like in this movie, he's, he's a judge. He's like, Oh yeah, I need to get some work, but he's still kind of like scary. You, you see like, Oh yeah. You can see like, okay, I'm done with this judge job. I'm going to go out to the backwoods and go is like 10,000 corpses. Or is it I mean, house of a thousand, thousand corpses? I think house of a thousand, but still like, I would like Rob Zombie. 10,000 cor- 10, corpses with inflation. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so it's House of a Thousand <laughs> Corpses and Devil's Rejects and then Three from Hell. Also, um, listen. What Rob, about the hills have Mr. ice? Mr. Zombie. Rob, and then Lords of Salem. Mr. Zombie, I saw your San Diego show a while back, like the last one before COVID. Oh, he's definitely watching. Listen, if you're watching this, and you definitely are, uh, make House of a Thousand Rejects. I, w- <laughs> I will pay more than is reasonable to see that movie. All right? I... Yeah, that was just that was. You could be in it. That was just one of. The no, I know. I fully. No, I. You fully could understand. be the thousand three jacked. I could be. Wait, what the? This sounds. <laughs> one thousand one. One thousand. He's like a reject of the. It's like, no, yeah. We're gonna have to cut it. This is a thousand rejects, not a thousand and one. So. Well, come on, man! I did the sc- I did the table read and everything. There was good chemistry there. We're gonna have to reject you. No, no, seriously. Wait, I this need, is rejects. I, I, reject. I need this job. My children. I, I gotta feed my kids. You don't have children. Sh- shut up! I gotta know, get this job. <laughs> it's like imagine being rejected from the rejects. It's like yeah, we understand what you're feeling. We're all rejects, ironically, but, here, but the, you're the reject of the rejects and. Uh, like, come on, man. Like, you know how hard it is? We got a pandemic here. Look, we understand a dollar. Like, Rob Zombie's sitting there in, like, a suit, like, with his dreadlocks. And they're like, listen, we understand the dollar doesn't go as far as it used to, but we have to make hard choices here. And we're not going to compromise our thousand reject, um, uh, like, vision. Yeah. So, slight, slight I mean, derailment. We don't want to be rejected. Oh, we're already there. We're already slight <laughs> derailment from this. Uh, the very first concert that I saw was a Rob Zombie concert, and that was at Soma. Soma's a good place. Soma's good. Yeah, I remember the first time I went to Soma, I'm like, wow, this doesn't look like a concert venue. It's like, oh, and you go in, it's like, yeah, this is like a old movie theater. Yeah, yes. It's a lot. It's like concrete. It's like a weird. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like we took all very the, brutalist architecture. Yeah, we took all the seats out, so it's just a slanted thing of concrete. Yeah, it's terrible. But there's always metal there, especially when it's not a pandemic. Listen, if you live in the San Diego area, uh, brick by brick and Soma are great places for metal, like local mm-hmm. metal, like small. I've been to a couple. I've never. Um, Never liked metal. I'm gonna put my opinions out there. In my sense, he likes it, and I'm I'm kind of cool with it. And I'm always down to go to a metal concert. And even like even the metal show is even worse for me. Like um, I remember after leaving a metal show, like for a week, my ears just like well, you wear ear ringing. I didn't wear earplugs ever, and probably damaged my hearing. Didn't we have earplugs <laughs> when we saw? They sell them at the venue when we went to Zombie. Yeah, I took them out. No, just kidding. I, I had them. But yes. yeah, uh, and then it sounded like I was lisping after everything. I you ever do, does that ever happen to you? No, I no. wear I wear ear pro there because I know what. Well, it's I'm like doing. everything you sound sounds like saying lisp. It yeah, is, the, Rob Zombie like fell was very like, like. Okay, you sound like you're doing Mike Tyson for one. Yeah, that was, uh, so, was crazy. Anyway, right? Jackie <laughs> Brown is honestly like a pretty underrated Quentin Tarantino film. It's also very it's a big departure from his normal like work. It feels very yeah. different. So like I, I can just see why it's underrated. But it's it's worth the watch. Very Highly much so. recommend. Um, be prepared for a long period of time where you'll just be sitting watching it because it's about two and a half hours. Yeah, it's a long movie. It's a Quentin Tarantino movie, but it feel yeah. it doesn't it doesn't like feel like it's really dragging at any point. Everything's moving at all times, so that's why I I didn't feel like there was a part where it dragged. Get get some whiskey. Get some yes. pizza. Oh, can we get pizza? Enjoy no. uh, a nice long, get a comfortable like you know get a good uh, pandemic uh, uh, movie couch. Order. Yeah, and you watch Jack some Jackie Brown. Well, hopefully you already have a comfy couch. Like if you need to like get a couch to watch a movie, you're doing something wrong. <laughs> it's like yeah, you're listening to the Transmit Projects. All right, I got the whiskey, I got the pizza. Movie. Now I gotta 
get rid of this shitty couch, yeah. buy a new Quentin Tarantino viewing yeah, couch. Yeah, I'm sitting on a two by four suspended between cinder blocks. So <laughs> hmm, maybe that's what I've been doing wrong. <laughs> go to like the, the furniture stores. Like, I need a movie to watch Jackie Brown or a couch to watch Jackie Brown on. Well, let me let me take you to our Quentin Tarantino section, sir. <laughs> <laughs> you're ready. So, anyway, yeah, you look like you're ready to be done. Thanks for listening to the Transmit Podcast. I'm, I'm, I'm Samantha. A, I'm Spike. I'm Victor. I'm allowing this because like, we'll we, we messed time. up. <laughs> see you next time.